Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 Maxi part two, 2002 to 2010. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. So she was aged up in 2002 to 16, mm-hmm. but was still being played by Robin Richards. Yes. We need to find out if anyone else has been sore assed with the same actor. I mean, I'm sure that they do it now with the adults where they like Jason's age has changed and it's been steeper, but it's different as an adult. Right. They just like, kind of don't age Nicholas. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they've done it with Nicholas stuff like that but to do it as a teen i don't know but we are using did they do that with emma i don't know or spencer maybe i don't know because i feel like emma i know in real life she's around 15 Mm -hmm. just the way that they had her dress for a while they were still keeping her young what seemed younger you know her hair was always in like cute little girl braids instead of growing up whatever and now the last few the headbands and stuff exactly and now the last few times that we've seen her she's dressed like a young woman it's a really good question but we don't see them enough right so i don't know i don't we'll have to look but that's the only person that comes to mind of it's been the same person but i don't think they changed robin's age ever but they even did that with the way that robin dressed it was like she was a little girl this day and then They definitely made her appear older. Well, they which do is say that they... girls mature faster than boys. That's true. So that could be. I mean, maybe they had to. It was just overnight. It was, wow, we can't pretend like she's nine anymore. We have to right. bump her up. Yeah. Right. But, well, no, because Robin's the only character, I believe, in daytime that has never been. I thought that I read that somewhere that, oh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out. <laughs> this first couple paragraphs is going to be real fun to go through. Oh, yeah. So we're using General Hospital Fandom and SoapCentral.com. And we ended last week with Mac had gotten, Mac was raising the girls because Felicia was gone. Right. So as Maxie grew into adolescence, she began to behave like a typical teenager. It often caused trouble. 
That is an understatement. <laughs> she was, oh, and if you did not listen to our show on Monday, the recap, neither of us really had a chance to watch anything. So we're not going to be really good at filling in the gaps here. So please, if there's something you remember from these scenes that is not mentioned in this text, how we typically like to throw in things that are missed, there has to be. There has to be stuff that's going to be missed. Definitely. I'm hoping some of it will jog our memory, though, because this is fun, Maxie. Yes. But so if we miss something, please, please write in. We'll do a recap, revisit like we did with Leslie Weber and fill in some of these blanks. And we'll just love, love more input and give us your opinion, too. Yes. So she developed a crush on Lucky Spencer, but the feelings were not mutual. And she was fired from her suburb waitressing job at Kelly's for being irresponsible. I did try to find like these high school clips and I couldn't find them. Like 2002 was a really tough year. I couldn't find them. This sentence right here. She also got caught with alcohol while babysitting Lulu (laughs) Spencer. She left Lulu alone while she took a phone call outside. A fire broke out in the attic where Lulu was playing and Scott Baldwin rescued her. Mac was furious with Maxie and sent her and Georgie to live with their grandmother in Texas for a few months. And then she had a brief crush on Nicholas Cassadine too. But she babysat Lulu. Mm-hmm. She was Lulu's babysitter. Yep. That's what happens when you sore asked him. Yep. 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 She was cute with her crush on Lucky in the beginning. I know it'll probably, it'll definitely get into her craziness with him eventually. But I had watched a scene when I was watching it last week of her at Kelly's and she was there by herself waiting for Felicia. Mm -hmm. And he said, he like just came up to her to say hi because he was always very nice to her. And she asked him something about his music and whatever. And then she was like, oh, I'm learning how to play guitar. And he said, oh, what kind of guitar? And she was like, oh, (laughs) like did not know what to say and just kind of let him lead the conversation and said she just got it. So she was very new or whatever. And then Felicia walks in and he says, oh, she was just telling me about learning to play the guitar. And you can tell from Felicia's face that she did not have a guitar. There was no way. And so Felicia sat down and Maxie was like, thank you for not ratting me out to Lucky. Right. And she said, you're welcome. You know, I totally understand. But I feel like at that age, that's absolutely the things that you did to right. make a boy like you. Right. Super cute. Um, Maxie's rebellio- rebelliousness increased dramatically as she grew further into adolescence. Focused on becoming popular, she decided that she needed to hook up with a guy from the popular crowd to increase her status. She used Lucas Jones, who liked her, despite Georgie's crush on him. Maxie quickly pushed Lucas aside after she secured the attention of a popular boy named Kyle Ratcliffe, and she was willing to sleep with him to ensure her popularity. However, she didn't know that Kyle had used a webcam to film them having sex and then posted it on the internet. I remember all of that, but not enough to fill in any blanks here. And I was really upset that I could not find. It was also an awkward thing to try to Google. I'm like, <laughs> Maxie and... Because if you just put Maxie and Kyle General Hospital, nothing. Like, oh. Yeah. Right. I'm like, Maxie sleeps with Kyle. Nothing. So... Oh, that's crazy. But I did not want to keep changing. Right. <laughs> the searches. Again, that would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> when Maxie found out, she was devastated, but decided to forgive Kyle and continue to date him. As Maxie continued to spend time with Kyle, she overdosed on drugs and was taken to the hospital. Mac was extremely disappointed, gee, you think, with her choices, and she tried to gain back his trust by volunteering as a candy striper at the hospital. Kyle thought it was a great job because Maxie could steal drugs for them to get high on. 
Eventually, Maxie realized the drugs were not for her, and she and Kyle parted ways. Maxie steered clear of relationships and instead helped Georgie navigate her relationship with Dylan Quartermain. She also shares a short, short flirtation with Xander Smith while helping him avoid the law. I did not remember her having a little crush on Xander. Yeah. I feel like she just liked all the older boys. I mean, that was the right aging of Elizabeth and Lucky and that crowd yeah, being I guess. older than her. Yeah. You know, like when you're 13, 14, you're crushing on the 17-year-olds. She's 16. So she was crushing on the college. Okay. Age. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Maxie returned to town after some time away with her heart close to failing. It was almost to the point where she needed a heart transplant, but luckily the medication began to work. While in the hospital, she met Jesse Beaudry, a young cop on the run for his life. The two slowly formed a strong relationship, but Maxie, <laughs> but Maxie is devastated when Jesse is shot on a date at a carnival. This is the only thing I was able to watch slash listen to. Okay. He was hiding out in the hospital as I think a doctor or something, or as a resident, he was wearing some kind of a, he was wearing one of the coats. Is this the carnival that I don't know? Oh. So I didn't get okay. to that part. Okay. I got Sorry. to them meeting and he had shot, he was being framed for shooting John Durant. Oh, okay. And then he was found out to be on the run and like his picture was everywhere and people started to recognize him. So he was trying to leave the hospital and then he got shot and then he met Georgie and he was like, I need your help. Maxie's my friend, blah, 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 blah. And so long story short, like they wind up going on the run because he's innocent. Maxie believes him because of course she would. Yeah. <laughs> but just the way that she's like, there's things that you're doing that if you were guilty, you wouldn't be doing them. Okay. And so they wound up um, crashing at this lady's house and she let them stay for free. But like she was trying to seduce Jesse, but they had disguised themselves as newlyweds. And she's like, it's kind of, you know, rude that we just said we just got married and she's trying to hook up with my husband. Right. And that's pretty much all the further that I got, but it was sweet, I guess. Um, so Jesse was shot at a carnival. I did not see that at his memorial service. So she's kind of got the Michael vibe too. Mm -hmm. By the way, maybe that's also another reason why I want her and Michael together. Maybe. Because they would both understand, oh yeah, I have... All my past lovers are dead. Exactly. <laughs> At his memorial service, she turns to Lucky Spencer as a way of comfort. Soon after, Maxie seduces Lucky by providing him pain pills during his marriage to Elizabeth Weber. Or Then Soap Central actually goes into further detail that when Lucky suffered a debilitating back injury, it all proved, proved too much for L Lucky to cope with, and he ended up developing an addiction to pain medications. And I think that Greg Vaughn won an award for his portrayal of this because he did a really, did good, a job really good job with... Convinced that she was in love with Lucky and only helping him, Maxie began stealing drugs from General Hospital to give to Lucky. They soon ended up having an affair, even though Lucky was married and very much in love with his wife, Elizabeth. Maxie resented the loyalty and devotion Elizabeth continued to inspire in Lucky and began doing what she could to both discredit Elizabeth and ruin Lucky's marriage to her. Maxie was certain that all Lucky needed was some space from Elizabeth to realize that he was in love with Maxie. However, Lucky was determined to get clean and save his marriage. Desperate to hold on to Lucky, Maxie faked a suicide attempt by taking a non-lethal dose of medications. Diego Alcazar found Maxie and saved her life. Maxie's attempt to hold on to Lucky did not end there. She faked a pregnancy and desperately tried to find a way to get pregnant. At one point, she even tried to seduce Diego. When that failed, Maxie realized that she had to devise a new plan before 
people would wonder why she wasn't showing. Maxie decided to goad Lulu into an argument and fake a tumble down the stairs so that she could say that she had miscarried the baby. The plan worked wonderfully and Lucky proved to be quite supportive during the time. Unfortunately, Elizabeth found out the truth and Maxie was forced to confess everything to Lucky before Elizabeth told him. Lucky was hurt, but surprisingly forgiving, although he made it clear that there would never be anything more between him and Maxie than friendship. Determined to move on with her life, Maxie found a dream job for herself. She was hired as a sales clerk at the Metro Court Designer Boutique. Do they even have that still? No. Okay. Unfortunately, that put her in the Metro Court the night it was taken over by armed gunmen, and everyone was taken hostage. She quickly found herself trapped inside a locked vault with one of the gunmen and a briefcase for 15 hours. During that time, she and the gunman talked, and by the time that the vault was opened, they had formed a bond. After the explosion of the Metro Court Hotel, Maxie and the gunman hid and established a new life in Port Charles under his real name, Cooper Barrett. She really likes helping people hide. I was going to say she really ends up trapped with people because as we get further into the relationship, like with her and yeah. Nathan, they're handcuffed to, at the, yeah. Um, what's the research place called? I know what you're talking about. Clark. Something Clark. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. First, she got him a job as a security guard at the hotel, and then she helped him pass his exam so that he could join the Port Charles Police Department as a cadet. She's got something for policemen, too. Yep. I can feel that. Maxie then sets out to ruin Lulu Spencer's love life, who hates Maxie because she fed her brother lucky drugs. Duh. (laughs) By seducing her boyfriend, Logan Hayes. Lulu breaks up with him, and upon finding out, Coop breaks up with Maxie. Yikes. And I guess we should mention here that Lulu has been aged up at this point. Right. She's not trying to seduce a 12 year old child. <laughs> I guess that is very important to mention. Yes. Just a bit. But then over on Soap Central goes yeah. like into a little bit more detail. Thank you. Maxie's new relationship was going well until Maxie made a secret pact with one of Cooper's military buddies, Logan Hayes. She agreed to sleep with Logan if he seduced Lulu Spencer and then dumped her afterwards. Oh. Yeah, that's so a little, it was, that's, that's that's a little more than just sleeping with your someone's and that's boyfriend. Different. He wasn't really her boyfriend. She told him to. Yeah. In or- okay. Okay. All right. Maxie resented Lulu for ruining Georgie's marriage to Dylan. Oh, that was bad. Max- so cute. Mm-hmm. Maxie was so focused on avenging her sister's broken heart that she didn't realize she was hurting Cooper. When Cooper learned that Maxie had slept with Logan, he ended things with Maxie. She was devastated and spent months trying to reconcile with Cooper. Eventually, they did get back together, but happiness was not to be theirs. By the time they were reunited, a serial killer was stalking the women of Port Charles. Among the victims was Maxie's younger sister, Georgie. Why do we have to talk about that? It was so sad. Adding to Maxie's sorrow was the return of her mother. Maxie resented that it took Georgie's death to get Felicia to return home. Um, I think we all resented that. Yeah. So ridiculous. At one point in here, too, Felicia had been recast. I had totally forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't the same. No, no. No one can play Felicia like Felicia. Nope. Felicia explained that she had been working with her father, Frisco, and that she had been unable to return return home. Maxie didn't care. Because, again, she's a child, even Mm -hmm. though she wasn't a child. She needed her mom. She's their child, even if... Yeah. Exactly. She felt Frisco didn't deserve any loyalty from anyone, including from Felicia. To Maxie, Felicia's actions were proof that her daughter meant little to her. At Georgie's memorial, Maxie made sure everyone knew what a rotten mother she thought Felicia was. Had you watched that? Not 
in preparation of this. Yes, exactly. But I, I saw it but, somewhere as we were watching. And yeah, she starts out like nicely and then goes into, except for our mother is awful, blah, blah, blah. Like she really tore into her. Yep. That was very, very awful. Things went from bad to worse when it appeared that Cooper was in fact the text message killer. Maxie refused to believe it even after she found Cooper dead after he hung himself from an apparent suicide with DNA results showing that his DNA had been found under Georgie's nails after her death. Maxie enlisted Damon, Damien Spinelli's help to get the truth, certain that Cooper could not have murdered anyone, let alone her sister. Maxie's faith in Cooper was justified when Diego Alcazar was revealed as the text message killer. That was such a good storyline. It was such a good storyline because you really, or at least I, really did not know. No, I no clue. Like some of the things you can watch and you predict the next three months of how it's right. going to go. I had no idea who the text message killer was until they disclosed it. So then Maxie continued to pursue a career in fashion when she was hired to work at Crimson Magazine as Kate Howard's personal assistant. However, Carly had asked Lulu Spencer to take the job and they both wound up becoming assistants. And remember, they still hated each other. So they wound up going from competing for men to competing for Kate's praises. And although there was some friction between the two in the beginning, they started to work out their differences. At this time, Lulu was dating Johnny Zakara, who Maxie had a crush on. And Maxie and Spinelli still deeply missed Georgie. Because remember, Spinelli was all about Georgie. Yes. When he first came, he was head over heels for Georgie. Because she got him. Yes. All the stuff that he talked about, she was into all that stuff too. Right. And even if she wasn't into it, she let him be him without him yes. being feel weird. Exactly. So the pair developed a deep friendship as they grieved. Maxie knew Spinelli had a crush on her and she was interested in Spinelli, but her interest in hurting Lulu took precedence. Maxie joined forces with Claudia Zakara, and Claudia would pay Maxie if Maxie were able to seduce Claudia's brother, Johnny, away from Lulu. Aw. And then who did that with Brooklyn? Carly did that with Brooklyn for Lulu, too. Yeah. Poor Lulu just has all these women, like, trying to... Break up those relationships. Paying people to seduce her men. The plans were set aside when Lulu's ex-boyfriend Logan was murdered. Logan had attacked Maxie when he went looking for Lulu at the Crimson offices. Logan then went after Lulu and she stabbed him to death. Maxie helped Johnny and Claudia cover up Lulu's crime. Maxie was shaken by Logan's attack on her and by his death. She turned to Spinelli for comfort and slept with him. Afterwards, she accompanied Spinelli on a stakeout to get information about a Russian mobster named Andre Karpov. A car rushed at them and Maxie and Sp Maxie pushed Spinelli. Spinelli pushed Maxie out of the way to protect her. Aw. When Spinelli required emergency surgery, Maxie did not initially trust Matt Hunter to perform the surgery because of his suspicious behaviors and constant flirtation with him, with her. Eventually, Maxie gave permission for Matt to perform the surgery. Why can't I read either? <laughs> Maxie bonded with Matt when he saved Spinelli's life and she learned that Matt was actually investigating a counterfeit drug ring and Port Charles. Why was he investigating that? When, when he's a doctor, not yeah. a police officer. And then also during this time, so after, so at one point, Maxie and Lulu had decided to stage a fight at Kelly's as an alibi while, while Johnny and Claudia decided to dump the body. Okay. That's how they decided to cover it up. Right. Okay. And then Johnny was put on trial. Maxie's past history came up to the present and she had a breakdown and that led to her sleeping with Spinelli. They pull each other through the tough times, and Spinelli decides that he wants to be your friend. Oh, I love Spinelli. I know. 
Despite their rivalry, Maxie starts to sympathize and shows concern for traumatized Lulu, afraid that she will lose her mind the same way that Lulu's mother, Laura, did. Maxie breaks Lulu out of a mental hospital, and after Johnny's and after Johnny is proven innocent, the two girls decide they can trust each other and find an apartment together. Because you go from trying to steal, <laughs> hiring someone to sleep with someone to mess up the relationships and break their heart to sure, let's share an apartment. That sounds great. Right. But then also, um, after Spinelli had been hit, Maxie moved into Jason's penthouse to take care of Spinelli during the re- recovery from the surgery. And Jason confronts Maxie when he finds her looking for his gun. However, the subject of the conversation quickly turns to Spinelli. Maxie reveals how much he means to her Aww. and how he made her see herself as a better person. He really made her a better person. Yes. So then Maxie was accosted by a member of the Russian mafia in November 2008. Spinelli finds her and brings her to General Hospital. After the attack, Mac forbids her to see Spinelli as he believes that Spinelli is indirectly responsible for having drawn Maxie into a dangerous lifestyle. But Maxie continues to see Spinelli regardless. Of course. She wasn't going to listen to Mac. But then also there was a period of time where Maxie was jealous about this girl, Winifred, who was an FBI computer genius that began spending time with Spinelli. And Maxie worried that she was not smart or interesting enough to hold Spinelli's attention. And she was also concerned she was not good enough for him. Hmm. Yeah. We know that this is pretty choppy, guys. Don't worry. Um, Maxie soon becomes threatened when Winifred becomes Spinelli's new friend. She feels that the two of them have too much in common, both being computer geeks. She seduces him, but when Spinelli finds out that the seduction was due to Maxie's jealousy, they split up. However, Winifred is secretly an FBI agent who enables federal agents to arrest Spinelli. (gasps) Upon his arrest, Maxie and Spinelli repair their friendship. However, Maxie still feels incredibly guilty and remorseful. The guilt escalates on the night of a blizzard when she almost has a one-night stand with Johnny. Stay away from Johnny. While Spinelli is trapped in the hospital, saving people after a biotoxin is released. Was that the water biotoxin? 2009? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maxie discovers her cousin, Mm -hmm. Robin Scorpio, hid her daughter, Emma, in a tree, and she and Johnny save her. They take Emma to Mercy. Why are you taking her to Mercy instead of GH? Mm. Upon discovering Spinelli is stuck at General Hospital, Maxie runs inside to save him and is trapped in the fire. Oh, that's why we're not going to GH. Soon after Maxie escapes from the hospital, Spinelli makes his way out of the burning building, and the two reunite with a passionate kiss. Yay! Nothing makes you want to kiss somebody like running out of a burning hospital. Yes. And then Soap Central has this paragraph that says, in order to win Spinelli back, Maxie invented a stalker, and Max Spinelli soon realized that Maxie had faked her distress. Okay, okay. But a pair but the pair would work together to uncover that Kate Howard was sabotaging Crimson. Wasn't that Connie though? Yes. Okay. Spinelli hoped that Kate would be fired so she could no longer require Johnny to be Maxie's escort. Kate kept her job and Johnny stopped escorting Maxie after Lulu and Johnny broke up. Although Spinelli was not ready to trust Maxie yet, he allowed Maxie to help him investigate the death of Mayor Floyd's mistress, Brianna Hughes. So eventually they start. Sorry, I don't know if you were. I'm sorry. No, you're good. After the crisis at General Hospital, Maxie returns to work at Crimson. Kate hires Johnny to go on publicized dates with Maxie in order to stimulate press for Crimson that neither Spinelli nor Lulu liked. It is revealed that they had both been kissing and Johnny had cheated on Lulu. Spinelli leaves Maxie, but they reconcile when Maxie and Sam save him from going to prison for hacking into government computers. So that's what 
I just talked about when they were. When the FBI agent had. No, with the um, Johnny being Maxie's escort and stuff like that. Oh, right. And that's where Spinelli wanted her fired and all that. Okay, this is making sense. <laughs> Maxie and Spinelli patched up their relationship and are but are once again troubled when a murder mystery involving Spinelli's PI business arrives. Spinelli proposes to Maxie, who eventually agrees to marry him, and their wedding date was set for September 21st, 2009. Maxie privately confessed to Jason that she did not want to get married, but she would go through with the wedding because she loved Spinelli and she did not want to hurt him. Unbeknownst to Maxie, Spinelli overheard her conversation with Jason, and when the wedding day arrived, Maxie and Spinelli stood at the altar to be married until Spinelli stated that he could not marry her because they were not ready. Maxie was relieved and she and Spinelli celebrated their non-wedding with karaoke at Jake's. And we just watched that. Why did we just watch that? Oh, because we were doing Jake's, right? Yeah. We just watched that for some reason. Yes. Their non-wedding. Right. Um, although Spinelli was Maxie's non-husband, she still fell into her familiar pattern of cheating when she met an eccentric artist named Franco. And, and that was, was James Franco. Franco Franco, yes. And she had a one-night stand with him. She felt guilty afterwards and was horrified when she learned Franco was a psychopath obsessed with Jason. Maxie debated telling Spinelli the truth, especially after Franco sent Jason compromising pictures of Maxie. When Spinelli overheard Maxie admit she had slept with Franco, he was deeply hurt by her betrayal. The relationship was strained. Maxie decided Spinelli would need the relationship was strained and Maxie decided Spinelli would need to cheat as well to get the relationship back on track, but he refused. Of course he refused. He's Spinelli. Come on. Right. Spinelli wanted to repair the relationship with Maxie, so he set up a fake investigation in which he could emer emerge as Maxie's hero. Mm. His plan did not work, and they were trapped in a storm drain until Johnny rescued them. Maxie developed pneumonia, which became more dangerous because of her heart transplant. While Maxie was in critical condition, she had a vision of Georgie trying to lead her to the other side. I remember that. Yes. Oh, I just got chills. Mm -hmm. But Maxie fought her way back and recovered. Maxie did not blame Spinelli for what had happened, but Spinelli felt guilty for endangering Maxie's life, and he agreed with her Uncle Mac that she deserved someone better than him. Which is not true. I love Spinelli. That was a misguided attempt at getting back together, but... The intention was exactly. I they, neither him. one of them felt like they were good enough for each other. Yeah, on different things. I think they she were did. just too young. That's why they need to get back together now. If we're never going to see Ellie again, exactly. <laughs> let's Boom. have this happen. I would be so happy with that. So Maxie and Spinelli drifted further apart when Spinelli sank into a depression after Jason went to prison. Spinelli disagreed with Jason's decision to voluntarily go to prison to protect Sonny's son, Michael. Spinelli was focused on freeing Jason from prison and punishing those involved in sending Michael to prison. Maxie wanted to pull Spinelli out of his funk, so she decided to refocus his attention on her. She made she planned to make Spinelli jealous by dating Matt Hunter. <laughs> All this That'll is make so... him feel better. I'll go date somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. So misguided. <sighs> At first, Maxie tolerated Matt for the purpose of her plan, but as they spent more time together, she was surprised to learn that she enjoyed spending time with him. Maxie was conflicted about her relationship with Spinelli and Matt and wasn't sure which one she should pursue. Spinelli decided for her when he ended the relationship after he saw her kissing Matt. <gasps> and even though Maxie still cared for Spinelli, she continued to date Matt and the relationship became more serious. Matt was impressed by Maxie's unwavering support of her cousin, Robin, 
while Lisa Niles made trouble for her and Robin, made trouble for Robin and her husband, Patrick. That's an understatement. Exactly. That woman was awful. Yes. That's a whole nother story, but I really hated her. We don't really need to get too much into... Lisa tried to shoot Maxie, but Spinelli jumped in front of the bullet to protect her. Maxie was concerned for Spinelli after he woke up from surgery with a different personality. She blamed herself for the trouble Spinelli was creating by believing he was Jackal P.I. <laughs> Maxie consulted with Jason regarding her concerns over Spinelli, and she decided that Jason should propose to Sam as a way of pulling Spinelli out of Jackal P.I. mode. Jason did not follow Maxie's logic, but he made plans to ask Sam to marry him. Oh, this was really sweet because she was helping him. That was whenever she like planned the mar- uh-huh. the wedding and stuff, right? Maxie provided Jason with assistance in choosing the ring for Sam, but when she tried it on, it slipped off and <laughs> yes. fell over the balcony. We watched that for something, too. Yes. She took Spinelli into the sewer with her to search for the ring in hopes of jogging his memory about their past together. He was unable to recall who he was, but the ring was found. You know, priorities. Mm-hmm. I hope they cleaned that really well, because, ew. Yeah. The obsession with helping Spinelli... <laughs> The obsession with helping Spinelli caused a rift in Maxie's relationship with Matt. Maxie often canceled her plans with Matt or spent her time with him brainstorming new ways to bring back the former version of Spinelli. During this time, Matt befriended Elizabeth, which made Maxie jealous. Despite Maxie's feelings towards Elizabeth, the two women worked together when they were kidnapped and held hostage by the Zakara organization. Each had inadvertently witnessed crimes of the Zakara family and were being held hostage Maxie escaped and ran straight into danger, but Spinelli protected her. Afterwards, he kissed her, and she believed his true personality had returned. Oh, it's like Sleeping Beauty. It is. All right, so we're, I think we accidentally went over a little bit into 2011. Okay. So we're going to end there. We're going to end with a kiss. That's so cute. And we'll pick up next week to finish Maxie. Again, so sorry. Hopefully my editing has made this good. (laughs) And I feel like it did highlight the main, like young Maxie was all about these different men. Mm -hmm. The highlights I feel like were her stealing the pills for Lucky, which was all really, I didn't rewatch those scenes, but I remember being very, like you were talking in our weekly recap of like, shush, I can't do anything else. I have to watch this when all of that was going on. And then all of the stuff with Spinelli and their non-wedding and them falling in love and stuff. Yeah. I really do feel, I mean, the Franco stuff and the other men definitely played into it. Obviously Johnny's like a big storyline for any of the women that he's with, but I think those were the two main things. Yeah. And we got those. And if you were watching during that time, I don't think that you've forgotten yet either because they were so good. And right. if you weren't, you should definitely go check that out on YouTube. And I'm really thinking that there probably isn't very much that we missed. No, I really do feel like we got it. Well, all. and the friendship with Lulu and how that happened, right? Too. So, and how she got into fashion and everything. I really yeah. think this got the essence of who Maxie was during that time. So, join us next week as we finish up on Maxie. But like we said before, please email us anything that we've missed. You know, go back and listen to last week's episode. Wait until next week's episode. Whatever. But next week we will finish up our Maxie May May <laughs> May. Maxi month. See, and here's the thing. We decided to do this like in February and it sounded like such a great idea. We're going to have all this time. No. Unfortunately, we have kids and other jobs. I don't think that we anticipated how hectic the end of senior year was going to be with no. just stuff. Yeah. Because everything had been shut down so long for COVID. I know. It was all online then. It was like, well, I don't have to go anywhere. I can just slip this yep. in whenever. And now 
life is getting back to normal, which we were totally not complaining about, but it just threw dates in that we never anticipated we were going to have to worry about. Correct. So yeah, uh, join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.